Welcome back to God's Pathway to Life for You. I'm your host, Dave. Today, we're going to be talking about John chapter 17. Hello, thanks for returning to the podcast. You know, today uh, we're going to be talking about John chapter 17. Before I get started, you know, I always like to say my prayer. So let me get to my prayer. Lord, Father in heaven, Lord, I pray for understanding for my listeners that you give give them a stillness of mind to hear your still, quiet voice hidden in your word, that you open the Bible to them in a way they have never experienced before, that your word becomes alive to them. All this I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so yeah, if you guys probably noticed, I've had missed Monday and Wednesday, but I was kind of sick. I got like a stomach thing going on, and it took me out for a couple of days. I finally, finally get able to get around and able to do stuff. So we're going to do the podcast because I got the energy to do it. And so I prayed about it. And uh, uh, when I woke up this morning, I was feeling a lot, lot better. So I can do the podcast, even though it's on an off day. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> right now we're in Chapter 17. Uh, So let's uh, go ahead and read a little bit. John chapter 17. These words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come to glorify your son that your son also may glorify you. Okay, so this time I kind of, what also took a little bit longer too as I was writing out a script for the podcast, which I don't normally do. I just normally go off the top of my head, but I decided to go ahead and do a script. So, uh, here's, here's the script. Well, we could say this is the Lord's Prayer. For him, the disciples, uh, the believers of Christ who believe by hearing and not seeing. This is often called the high priestly prayer of Christ. The Lord's Prayer begins with his acknowledgement of the one true God lifting up his eyes to heaven. But the first word we see in this passage is honor. Well, let's look at the word honor for a minute. And if you were to look up honor, you would find honor is defined as high respect, great esteem. The second definition is adherence to what is right or a conventional standard of conduct. But if we were to look at a similar uh, word, similar, you would find integrity, honorable, honest, upright, ethics, moral, morality, principle, righteousness, uh, rectitude, uh, nobility, justice, uh, truthfulness. Uh, truthfulness, uh, truthworthiness, uh, reliable, dependable, faithful, and fidelity. So when we look at John chapter 17, what we're really looking at is a prayer that Jesus prayed. This is a a prayer. This is also called the farewell prayer. So as we get into that, and the, the honor is when he says, you know, the hour has come to glorify your son, that your son might be glorified in you. Well, glorified means to be honored, and that's why I gave you that definition for honored, because to be glorified is to be honored. You probably figured that out. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the verse 2. As you have given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Well, the power over all flesh that says Jesus was given power to rule men and women of the earth. Jesus overcame sinful desires of the flesh. And with that power, you too, be like Jesus, overcome your shortcomings. Well, what do I mean by shortcomings? 
those are the things that are holding you back. Those are keeping you grounded in this word, this world. The second part that he should be given eternal life to as many as have been given to him. That's that seed of faith that God put in your heart. God gave you to a son, Jesus Christ. Now, verse three. And this is life eternal. That they might know you, the only true God, Jesus Christ, in whom you have sent. And Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So when we're looking at verse 3, we're talking about knowing God and Jesus on a personal basis and living with them every day. But some people think that just knowing of God and his son is good enough. Never reading his word or attending church. But they may have watched a movie like The Passion of Christ by Mel Gibson. Or they went to a funeral. So they know about God and Jesus, but they never gave their life over to God. Verse 4, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Now, on this one, I think he's saying, so Jesus said that he took the word of God to the men and women of the world to repent, to turn from sin, evil and sin, and to turn to God, and that God made, uh, that God for mankind's sake made a pathway to return to him in love, understanding, and spirit. And now, O oh Father, glorify you me with our self, own self with the glory which we had before the world was. So I think he's talking about a different position. Once Jesus came to earth, he took a step down to become human. And here he is asking for that position back. Let's look at it again. You, me, with our own self with the glory which we had before the world was. Uh, to reconnect, be in one with God in every way possible. That is what we should, as Christians, seek every day of our lives. I manifest your name to the men which you gave me out of the world, yours that were, and you gave them to me. They were yours, but you gave them to me. And they have kept your word. Now here we must remember that Jesus begins to pray for the disciples this is the disciples' prayer. Now, he ended the prayer for himself on verse 5. And then in verse 6, he picks up praying for the disciples. So we must remember that Jesus begins to pray for his disciples at this point. Jesus said that he made known the word of God to the men of God and has given him, and they have taken the word of God and put it in their hearts and minds and have kept the word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever you have given me are of you. They have understanding that God is the power behind Jesus Christ. Jesus is not acting alone. For I have given them the word which you gave to me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from you, and they have believed that you did send me. Verse 9. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which you have given me, for they are yours. That's what I'm saying. Christ put that seed of faith in you. You belong, God put that seed of faith in you. Man, you, you are solid. You belong to God. And all are mine. They say all are ours, and ours are mine. Yours is mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I, now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep though kept through your own name those whom you have given me, 
that they may be one as we are. Verse 11, here we see the full purpose of God's plan, that they may be one as we are. That's the whole plan of God, that our, re- our reconnection with Christ and Jesus and, and God and the Holy Spirit all bring us back to this oneness with God. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those that you gave me, I kept. None of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. He's talking about, you know, the disciples. He was able to keep the disciples, but Judas Iscariot was the, the betrayer. He's the one that is the son of petition. He's the one that uh, betrays Jesus for the, the silver and, and later runs out and hangs himself. And now come I to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Jesus is talking about the hope that one day we will live with God and Jesus in heaven and that the Holy Spirit is that, that infilling joy. And I have given them your words, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, as, even as I am not of the world. In, in verse 14, in this verse, we should understand that the Christian people are not part of the world. But we are separate from the world and that the world hates us because of that fact. The world, that means people that live without God in their lives, you know, and, and principalities, we're also in this struggle with principalities. Well, what's principality means? That's just a big word for governments and organizations that are ruled by Satan. Sanctify them through your, what was that? I pray not that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. Here Jesus said, sanctify them through your truth, asking God to make them holy. That's how you become transfigured, is by reading the scriptures. As you have sent me into the world, even so I have sent them into the world. And as for their sake, I sanctify myself, that they may also be sanctified through through the truth. Here in verse 19, Jesus is asking God to set the disciples apart from the world because Jesus is not of this world. This brings us to the end of the prayer for the disciples. In verse 20, Jesus begins to pray for everyone that will hear the word of God. So now this prayer is for the rest of everybody who will hear the gospel. Neither pray I for these alone, not just just the disciples, but for them which also believe on me through their words. So when the disciples preach the word, these are the people that Christ is saying, bless these people so they have understanding so the faith will grow. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me, and the glory which I gave, which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them, you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may, not, the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them, as you have loved me. So he's saying the world will know that God has selected these people to be chosen. 
Father, I will that you also whom you gave to me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world, O righteous Father, that the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you have sent me. I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that they love wherewith you have loved me, may be in them, and I in them. Me may be in them, and I in them. Well, that brings us to chapter, end of chapter 17. So next time we get back together, it looks like we're going to be in chapter 18. Okay, this is a call to action. I'd like you to sign up for the prayer list today. If you'd like a sticker, send me an email. I'll send you out a sticker. I would like you to sign up for the prayer list today. And I'd also like you to start your own prayer list. Write names of people you love and care about and write down if God answers a prayer. Okay, I got a prayer of salvation for the lost who stumbled onto the podcast and wouldn't turn their life over to Christ. You make this statement of faith between you and Christ personally. Repent from your sinful, evil life and turn to Christ. Fill your, your, your head with the Bible, knowledge of the Word of God. Find a church. Seek it out. Uh, when you join the church, uh, they'll have a, when you start going to the church, they'll have an invitation time, and that's when your, your clue is to go up front and make a public statement of faith. Give your life over to Christ. Repent and turn from sin and evil and hatred and all that negativity and, and turn to Christ and fill your life with the things of God and, and start your Christian walk. And once you get on your Christian walk, you start reading your Bible, you start getting a Bible understanding, you start to be able to get Bible understanding so you can share with somebody else. It's great. You'll have a, it, 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 But the Christian walk is difficult because it's a, it's a walk of self-denial. There's a lot of self-denial in this Christian walk. So be prepared for self-denial if you make, one, make this statement of faith. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that my sins separate me from you. I need your forgiveness. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and God raised you from the dead. I choose to take today by faith to invite you into my heart, take control of my life. To be my Lord and Savior, I willingly choose to turn from sin and to turn to you. Please forgive me of all my sins. Wash me clean. Give me a home in heaven with you when I die. Change me and make me a new person. Help me now to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, I invite you to church on Facebook Live Sunday morning, 11 Central Standard Time. And again, 6.30 Sunday night. Again, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. If you do, do come, would you put in the comment section at your front of the podcast. And like I said, all these links for the Facebook page for the church is in the detailed description. So just click on the link, like the Facebook page. And when we go live with our church services, you'll be notified. Okay, I'm asking if God has placed it on your heart to donate to the church, southheightbaptistchurch.com. There's now a donate link on the website, godspathwaytolife.faith. There's a clickable link in the detailed description box. So check out the detailed description box for all links and email information. Okay, that's all I have for today. Remember to say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we're all strangers too and he loved us. So you're a friend in Christ. Hey, bye.